Sunday. Uh, my name is Sachin, and Pastor Kara and I are really excited to start our morning in worship. So wherever you are, let's come sing to the risen King together. Come on. our King. Oh, come let us bow at His feet, for He has done great things. See what He's done. Oh, see what our Savior has done. Oh, see how His love overcomes, for He has done great things. Yeah. Oh, He has done great And break every chain, oh God. Oh, you have done great things. We dance in your freedom, awake and alive. Oh, Jesus, our Savior, your name lifted high, oh God. You have done great things. Yeah. I'm 
found in Christ alone because the tomb is empty and he has risen. So happy Easter. I'm Pat. I'm one of the pastors on the team here. And I'm Neely and I'm one of the pastors as well. And we're so glad that you're joining us for Easter. Pat, I've been reflecting on the Easter story and there's been this part of the Easter story that has like never made sense to me until right now. And it's this moment where Mary goes to the grave and she runs into the gardener and she doesn't recognize that it's Jesus. And I'm like, it's only been a couple days. How do you not yeah. recognize him? Yeah. 
But in this stay home, stay healthy, I have seen our staff literally change their appearance in our online staff meetings. It's amazing. In fact, my husband is on staff, Josh, you know him. And this is what he looked like yep. um, before this all started. And I kid you not, here's a photo I took of him yesterday. Whoa, check I mean, that out. it's not even the same man anymore. It's How crazy. And let's show it's you crazy. a few others. Yeah, They're yeah. so, so funny. How about Pastor John? Here okay. he is, pre-COVID time. Yep. And now look at this, a new do. And a earring, I'm just noticing. Wow, <laughs> things change, things change. Who else do we have here? Okay, Pastor Phil, we know him, we love him. He's so great. He's our British, oh, look at, what? Does he look any different to you, Neely? No, I, he's like the Queen of England. He doesn't age. It's amazing. It's amazing. Who else do we have? Um, I think we have oh Aww. Connor, who's our young adult pastor, and Maddie. They're married. He, so she cute. works at Special Delivery. This is crazy. It's been how many weeks? Four, five weeks? I don't Couple know. Couple weeks. Yeah. What? A month. What changes come their way? Oh my word! She is about ready to give birth. Whoa! It's crazy. Okay, it but. Is, Seriously, is this an announcement? No, 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 no. I do want to clarify. I want to let parents know, Maddie's parents, Connor's parents know, this is not an announcement. It's okay. just a bit. It's okay. just a bit. All right. All right. Who's our, one who's our more. last one? I think we got a last one here. Pastor Dan. We all love oh, Pastor Dan, the change yes, he so brings great. to this world. He's undergone a change himself. Uh, Whoa. Looks <laughs> a lot like Brad Pitt now. It's Check amazing. this out. He is like Benjamin buttoning it. He's getting younger and younger and younger. What? What's his secret? Here's his secret. He told us this just the other day. Dan is in a group. He's in a small group. He Makes joined sense. one of Makes the sense. new online small groups that launched today. And so we encourage everyone to get connected, to find a community that can care for you, you can grow with. Uh, but Dan is showing us what it looks like to yep. grow, not just in your faith, but in a younger faith. <laughs> oh, that <laughs> <No>. was bad. <laughs> you can you can find out more about groups by filling out the connection card or going online, but filling out the connection card. And I do want to draw your attention to those buttons that are right below us, that connection card. We would love everyone to take a moment and fill that out today. Um, put a prayer request, let us know what's going on, how we can be praying and caring for you. And here's the deal, when you click that button, it will take you to another, it will keep this webpage open and open you to another one. You can keep hearing live stream going, so you can do it anytime during the service, but make sure you take a moment and fill out that connection card. And that's not the only uh, thing that we have available. And if you're on Facebook Live, you'll see the links getting posted by the host too, and that'll route you to those places. But also we have at-home resources for you, for your family, uh, great resources and how to best care for your, your community your neighbors, the people in your parish, as well as other things that are rolling out. And then also giving. Giving online is one of the few. It's actually the only uh, way to give right now to support the amazing ministry happening at Overlake in this time as we care for not just those in the Overlake family, but in the community as well. And Easter has made it really clear that we miss being together. It is not the same in this place without us all being together. Yeah. Overlake is such a beautiful family. There's so much diversity and beauty in the families and ages and, and the different places we come from. And so what we wanted to do is we wanted to feel a little bit more like it was home and our people were here. So we invited some of our Overlakers to welcome you to Easter. So check this out. Good morning, Overlake and happy Resurrection Sunday. It is a great day to say that Jesus is Lord. I invite you to celebrate with us and join in the party. Amen. He is risen indeed. Happy Easter from the Delamarters. Feliz Pascuas.
Esperamos que la esperanza que trae la resurrección sea con ustedes. Los mejores deseos de parte de la familia Molina. Happy Easter! Hi, Overlake. It's the Thomases from Bothell. We're hoping that you and your families are doing well. Happy Easter! <laughs> Feliz Día de Pascua, desde Kirkland. Happy Easter from the Hernandez family in Kirkland. He is risen! He is risen indeed. On behalf of the Whitfield family and all the families of the elders and staff of Overlake Christian Church, we want to say thank you for celebrating Easter with us today. Good morning, everyone. Christ has risen indeed. Uh, from my family, the Cho family, who are also watching online, we want to join others at Overlake in wishing and celebrating the risen Christ with you. What a joy and a privilege to gather with you earlier. Uh, Pat and Neely showed these before and after the uh, COVID-19 photos. They had also invited me to submit some photos. I was very offended because I'm Asian. And Asians don't age. Anyways, again, happy Resurrection Day. Hey friends, we want to jump right into the photos or right into our scripture at this time. And there's something incredibly just uplifting knowing that there are sisters and brothers all around the world at this time celebrating the risen Christ, even during these chaotic, challenging, and confusing times, that sisters and brothers from all around the world worshiping Jesus. And so as a sign of solidarity, I want to invite you to rise to your feet, wherever you might be from. Let's stand together. And I want to invite you to turn to the Gospel of Luke, chapter 24, verses 1 to 12. And we're going to read now God's word. On the first day of the week, very early in the morning, the women took the spices they had prepared and went to the tomb. They found the stone rolled away from the tomb, but when they entered, they did not find the body of the Lord Jesus. While they were wondering about this, suddenly two men in clothes that gleamed like lightning stood beside them. In their fright, the women bowed down with their faces to the ground, but the men said to them, why do you look for the living among the dead? He is not here. He has risen. Remember how he told you while he was still with you in Galilee, the Son of Man must be delivered over to the hands of sinners, be crucified, and on the third day be raised again. Then they remembered his words. When they came back from the tomb, they told all these things to the eleven and to all the others. It was Mary Magdalene, Joanna, Mary the mother of James, and the others with them who told this to the apostles, but they did not believe the women because their words seemed to them like nonsense. Peter, however, got up and ran to the tomb. Bending over, he saw the strips of linen lying by themselves, and he went away wondering to himself what had happened. Friends, join me now in a word of prayer. God, thank you again so much for the opportunity to gather, not just as Over Lake Church, but with the Capital C Church all around the world. 
during this time of a health pandemic, and especially during this time, we need to be reminded by an eternal hope that is not on man or woman, not on our own power, but upon you. God, may the words of my mouth and the meditations of our hearts be pleasing in your sight. And all God's people said, amen. Friends, today, as we're speaking about Easter Resurrection Sunday, I want to draw your attention to this word, hope. And as you can tell, we had our graphic designers give us the most flowery, beautiful, compelling, fuzzy feeling of hope. When we think about hope, oftentimes it's in that manner. Now, we'll come back to this word but I want to name how this Easter Sunday, it's not our typical Easter Sunday. Now, as preachers, as pastors, as leaders in the church, we often inside our circles refer to Easter Sunday as the Super Bowl of the Christian calendar. It's the pinnacle, the climax of our Christian year. It is the day that we declare that Christ has risen, that God conquered death, and that death had been demolished by the power of God. We emphasize the grace, the love of our Lord Jesus Christ. Now, as such, typically when we think about Easter services, we think about rah-rahs, we think about these victorious services and messages. And while that is still true, I think we have to acknowledge that at least for most of us, if not for all of us, this isn't the typical Easter service. I never would have envisioned preaching an Easter service in a completely empty room and sanctuary. I haven't ever imagined that I would be preaching an Easter message basically in front of a camera to the camera person to Sivan, one-on-one for three straight weeks. This is awkward. Pause for awkwardness. We never predicted, for example, being in quarantine and in isolation, not being able to gather together with our church or our loved ones or our family. Earlier, one of your pastors asked if we had any special plans for Easter after service, and our special plans as a family is for the first time in about a month, we'll be bringing our children to see their grandparents but from the outside, from the backyard, separated by the house. And we're going to have an Easter lunch together, separated in order again, just to be safe. It really is a atypical Easter celebration. So rather than giving just a typical rah-rah, Jesus has risen indeed, as much as that is true, and as much as we'll declare that message, I think it would be somewhat pastorally naive and disingenuous not to name the current reality of the world that we live in. Let me give you an example. When I was a college student many years ago, I served as a youth director of a church in Sacramento, California, about 20 minutes away from the college I was attending called UC Davis. 
And as a youth director, I would walk into the sanctuary every single week, and there was a sign, humongous sign, that declared a particular statement. And at first, I thought it was good, but the more I reflected upon that statement, it started to bother me. And for months, it would just stir in my soul, and I couldn't quite gather why it was bothering me so much. And the sign read these words, quote, Leave all your worries behind before you enter God's presence. Now again, I know that the sign and the church meant well, but I thought to myself, what would it be for us not to be able to bring our full, authentic self to God's presence? What would it look like if we couldn't bring our worries, our anxieties, our fears, our doubts? You see, it's very important, especially on this Easter Sunday, when we declare that Christ has risen indeed, it's not just some cosmic theological solution that God has conquered sin in our life. The good news, in addition to that glorious truth, is that God welcomes our full, authentic self to him. God is able to handle everything that's going on in your life. And God is able to handle all that which is going on around the world. So in other words, we have to acknowledge the current health crisis that is confronting every single person on this earth. But in addition to that, I want to name and acknowledge on this Resurrection Sunday that you, as you're sitting in your respective living rooms or kitchens or bedrooms, and it's possible that you're maybe wearing your Sunday resurrection Easter best. Maybe you've got your suits on, your dresses on, we have our hats on, and we're all looking good. But underneath our outward appearance, it's okay to name that there is disappointment, that there is fear, that there is anxiety. Maybe it's disappointment about schools being canceled, about field trips no longer coming to pass, or about sporting events, or about the camaraderie of clubs and teams, or perhaps it's the disappointment about proms not taking place this year. Graduation, we understand, is all happening online. Maybe it's proms and family trips. Maybe it's financial worries and distress. I've heard stories already about friends being laid off. Over 10% of Americans are facing unemployment right now. Maybe it's just physical, emotional, mental exhaustion. Maybe it's illness, and we should also just name this. Maybe it's the fact that we know of loved ones that have passed away as a result of this current health crisis. On this Resurrection Sunday, I want to declare to you, we can bring our full selves to God. This is the reason why when we speak about hope, I want to draw your attention to this particular quote. It's by a theologian by the name of Jorgen Moltmann, 
a German theologian who writes a book called A Theology of Hope. It's an amazing book. And in this book, he says, genuine hope is not blind optimism. It is hope with open eyes, which sees the suffering and yet believes in the future. The hope that we speak about as Christians, not just on Resurrection Sunday, but on every single day of our lives is not a naive, ignorant, a giddy, a clappy, clappy hope that is ignorant of the situation in our lives and around the world. The hope that we believe in, as this quote says, has eyes that are open, which sees the suffering all around us. This is part of the message of the gospel of Resurrection Sunday. Not only does Jesus, through his death, forgive sins, reconcile us by his blood to God our Father, but the promise of the gospel also is that Jesus is with us. Right now, wherever you might be watching, hear these news, you're not alone. We're gathered together, yes, by loved ones and family, by the people of God, but through the power of the Holy Spirit, God is with us. And thanks be to God. Now, as you listen to this, it's also possible then you might be connecting the dots and then asking the question, why? If we believe that Jesus conquered death, if we believe that Jesus is Lord, if we believe that Jesus reigns, then the obvious natural question that all of us, our young children, our young friends, our teenagers, Christians who've been believers for decades, we might be asking the question, why? Why is it that there's suffering in this world? Why then is there still evil in the world? Why then is there pain in the world? Why is there a current health pandemic? Why is there cancer? Why is there death? And those are really important questions. And I want to spend some time in the next few minutes explaining the why. Because as we understand this, no matter what age, no matter where we might be, it's going to give us an insight and depth to have more purpose and meaning to our lives. Now, the best phrase that I think we can learn to help understand this is this phrase right here. And it goes like this, the kingdom already here and not yet. And by this, we believe the kingdom, that is simply a, a, a word that describes the reign of God on this earth. This is the reason why that phrase, the kingdom, it is pervasive throughout scriptures. As Christians, we ought to be and we must be about the kingdom of God, the reign of God here on this earth. Jesus comes to announce the kingdom and to usher in the kingdom. And he says it's here, but we also acknowledge Christ himself says that while on this earth we're going to still have hardship, there will come a, a day in the future when he will come to restore all things back unto himself. In other words, the kingdom already here and not yet fully arrived. We're in this in-between state. Another word for this in-between state, wait for it, is the word tension. 
Now, I don't know about you. I don't personally like tension. As a preacher on Resurrection Sunday, I would rather not speak about tension. But that's the reality of the world that we live in. That on a Resurrection Sunday, we can declare the kingdom is here. Jesus reigns but also acknowledge that there is still pain and brokenness in our midst. Now, what does this mean? It means that the best way for us to describe the kingdom already here and not yet is I want to draw your attention, your imagination, to this past Friday when your pastors, Aneli and Pat, they were sharing a little bit about the reality of Good Friday and Silent Saturday. So let's go back to the TV screen and let me speak to you a little bit about Good Friday, about Silent Saturday, and about Resurrection Sunday. Can you imagine if we lived in a world right now where all the reality was just Good Friday and Silent Saturday? On Good Friday, when an innocent man, Jesus Christ, goes to the cross, a mockery of a trial, is crucified on the cross, and he's buried. Because of the sins of the world, because of the sins of man and women, and by sins, I'm also speaking about your sins and my sins. Can you imagine if that's the end of the story? It ends on a cross. Thankfully, there is more to the story than just Good Friday, otherwise known as Broken Friday or Passion Friday, Crucifixion Friday. Can you imagine if the story was only about Silent Saturday? When I think about Silent Saturday, I think about chaos, confusion, uncertainty, doubt, fear, anxiety. Even as Christians, we have to acknowledge there are times we're feeling the Silent Saturday reality in our lives. Now, as a preacher, I just want to be honest with you. I want to be honest and say there are days when I have more questions than answers. There are days I have confusion and uncertainty, and I don't like how that feels. What I'm suggesting to you is this. The kingdom already, the kingdom here and not yet declares that we're not just living in a world of just broken Friday and silent Saturday. You see as Christians, followers of Jesus, if we place our trust in Jesus, we are declaring that we are resurrection people living still in a broken Friday and silent Saturday world. We're not just merely broken Friday, silent Saturday people living in that reality in a perpetual cycle of sin, brokenness, evil, and injustice. The kingdom already here, and not yet. Now let me try to make sense for you what I mean by the kingdom already here and not yet. I brought some props to help illuminate this particular point because it's so important. And it's going to make sense no matter where we might be in our journey as followers of Jesus. Now, I brought some dishes as well. Now, last week, I gave an example of shaving cream, and I told kids, try this at home. And today, I want to make sure that I also say the opposite. Don't try this at home. 
Now, friends, what is sin? Sin is that which severs our relationship with God. There might be all of these specific examples that we can think of, but what sin does is that it... shatters our lives. It shatters what God intended to be good and perfect in our lives. Good Friday and Silent Saturday, this is what I imagine. And for us as human beings, Christians or non-Christians, without an understanding of who God is, this is our only perspective. It's our only imagination is to simply live in this perpetual cycle of sin and brokenness. So what does it mean to say that we're resurrection people? It means that through Jesus Christ, we can have a different perspective on sin and brokenness, not just by what we see, not just by a health pandemic, not just by cancer, not just by severed relationships, but we go back to what God intended and we begin to have not just a new imagination, but wait for this. We have a new life in Jesus Christ. Years ago, I was watching what is now one of my favorite TV shows. And I'm sorry if some of you may not have heard it. Let me name it. One of my favorite TV shows is called Antique Roadshow. Now, I love that show. I never thought I would love it, but the first time I began to watch it, I wasn't quite sure what was going on, and then after two or three episodes, I got glued to Antique Roadshow. And one of my favorite episodes, it goes something like this. This woman, an Antique Roadshow, it began in the UK, and it's a bunch of experts that go from town to town, city to city, and they allow people to bring what they think think has some value and story, and then these experts begin to expound, explain about that antique. Oftentimes, they basically amount to nothing, but sometimes you begin to learn that there is an amazing story and value and worth to a particular antique. On this one episode some years ago, I remember this woman bringing a dish that somewhat resembled this kind of dish. And as she came to the experts who typically speak in a very arrogant British accent, this person said, well, this is basically my Spaghetti Tuesday dish. That's it. This is my typical spaghetti dish, but one of my guests once said that this probably has some value and I should bring it to Antique Roadshow. And that moment where the experts take that dish where the woman who brings it basically is so careless with it, and this expert holds it in a very peculiar, special, unique way. And I love that moment where this expert begins to turn it around and begins to examine every single angle and side. And then I love that moment where the expert begins to describe it in a way that it's never been described because it's just typically described as spaghetti Tuesday dish. And the expert begins taking his or her hand over the embroidery, begins to say, um, excuse me, ma'am, 
This dish is a very rare antique. It comes from the Victorian era, which you might not know was the period of Queen Victoria's reign from 1837 to January 1901. And it's quite interesting because that era, it followed the Georgian era and it preceded the Edwardian era. And you can kind of see how the style of the Victorian era in its embroidery and colors, it begins to juxtapose between what we call the Belle Epoque. The Spaghetti Tuesday dishwoman simply responds by saying, okay. And the expert continues. Ma'am, this is so precious. And that moment is why I watched that show. That moment when the expert says, Ma'am, this dish is worth several thousand dollars. And of course, the Spaghetti Tuesday woman begins to jump up and down, hollering. The message of Resurrection Sunday. This is not God's will for your life. This is not God's will for this world. If you and I and anyone that's listening to this message... If we place our trust in Jesus and we believe that God for so loved the world that he sent his only begotten son so that you and I would not perish, would not last in fragility and brokenness and pain, but through Jesus that we would be reminded that we are uniquely wonderfully, fearfully made in the image of God. That's the hope that we need. And this hope that this God, through his son Jesus, he enters into our pain and brokenness and shatteredness and says, I will do a new thing. I will do and breathe new life into you. So on this Resurrection Sunday, it would be good and fitting and appropriate and right to ask you that question, how is your soul with God? Friends, if you've never made a decision to place your trust in Jesus now, this moment is the right time to place your trust in Jesus. Or perhaps you're like so many that have been feeling so anxious and fearful and worried. Yes, God welcomes all of this. But this is the right time to again say, God, I want to recommit my trust in you my Lord and Savior. Friends, as you're watching right now, may I invite you just to close your eyes for a moment, to bow your heads, and let me lead you in a prayer at this time. So 
even as you're praying, wherever you might be, if you've never placed your trust in Jesus and you want to make that decision in your mind or even audibly right now, repeat this prayer. God, thank you for your son, Jesus Christ. I confess that I am a sinner, that I cannot help or save myself. I choose to believe in Jesus Christ who went to the cross and died for my sins and for the sins of this world. I invite the Holy Spirit into my life and I commit my life as a follower of Jesus Christ in his mighty name we pray amen friends if you pray that prayer later on the pastors are going to come up to share with you some next steps but i pray that you would share this maybe online you would share this with others and this morning if you've made a decision to recommit your life to christ especially during this time you're not in it alone Please share that good news with others. On this Resurrection Sunday, I declare to you again that we are resurrection people living in a broken Friday and silent Saturday world. So God, we thank you so much for the good news that Jesus is Lord and Savior. Thank you, God, that you sent your son Jesus who lived among us, who went to the cross, who died for the sins of men and women and all humanity, and you conquered death, you conquered evil, and that you, by your power, draw us, reconcile us unto God. For this we are eternally grateful. God, we especially pray for those who made a decision today to place their trust in you. We thank you in advance for the flooding of the Holy Spirit in their lives. And for each and every single one of us, we ask for your strength in our lives as you invite our full selves into you to be resurrection people living in a broken Friday and silent Saturday world. God, we thank you so much. Thank you so much. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. God bless you.
stain, but He who washed it white as snow.
bright and powerful morning, such hope in knowing that we are resurrection people. Even in the midst of uncertainty and brokenness, we can have that hope in the tension of now and not yet. Amen. Amen. And we want to know, for those of you that really are realizing today that your plate is not just a Tuesday spaghetti night plate, that your life is more than just shards of brokenness, but that you are beautiful, that what Jesus has for you is a beautiful thing, please let us know. Fill out the connection card. We'd love to know if you're making a decision to put your trust in Jesus today or recommit and realign your life to the way of Jesus. We would love to know those things. And in fact, the next step, the clearest next step, it's not giving, it's not anything like that. It's in fact, just getting connected, getting plugged in, realizing you're more than just a solitary plate. You are a part of a set. And so join an online group today. We mean it. Although it's weird, we can't be gathered in person, we still want connection to be possible. We believe it's everything. It's how we grow together. It's how we become more like Jesus on this journey together. And so check it out online and join a group today. They start this week. So good. And these groups, I'm going to lead a group. I know you're leading yep. a group online. And these groups are going to be a part of our series that we're going into, this brand new series. We just finished We Believe, and we're starting a new series, We Belong. Yes. And I'm so excited to do that. And these groups will complement this series. So we'd love for you to join us next week, 9, 20, and 11 again. And also, there's another giving button. I just want to remind you about that again, that this is, an, this is part of what we do as resurrected people who belong to a body as we we give and we commit in faithfulness to that. So I want to point you there. And then, of course, Wednesday, we're together again at 7 o'clock for worship and prayer. So let me um, pray a blessing for us as we end our time. We're going to sing one more song after this, but let me pray a blessing for us. May we be resurrection people filled with hope in a broken world. Hope that demonstrates itself in how we see our present pain. Hope that demonstrates in how we see the other. Hope that demonstrates itself in how we see the future. And hope that comes only from the resurrected King. Amen. 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 Let's worship.